And also said overall three in five, about 59% of employees and business leaders that took the survey say their organization has taken at least some measures to guard against burnout, though nearly a third, 29% of employees wish organizations would act with more empathy and understanding. And that's tapping into the human side of it, right? And now, of course, I'm talking about the workplace, but there are a lot of people out there that want to make sure that like, do leaders care? Like when you think about empathy, do they truly care? Do they really understand what people are do? Like what are they dealing with? People want to, people want you to connect with the human side of them. It's not just, I'm a body here to work. Wow. I can't believe I dropped two books. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't want to just show you the external work. I wanted to show you the internal work. Yes. The steps that I had to take for me to show up as a better leader, because I wasn't really that good at it because a lot of the things that I was doing was because of my internal issues. So I need you to go to my website, aishathomas.org backslash shop and grab a copy of the trendsetting woman and then leader set trends to get those applicable steps so what you need to do to do that internal work and then the steps you need to do so you can show up better externally. So go to my website now, aishathomas.org backslash shop and go grab a copy and make sure that you give it to someone as a gift. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And today, I wanted to talk about the importance of saying no so you can say yes to yourself as a leader. I've been talking a lot about the show up, but I had an experience this past week that I want to talk about, about how I had to set some boundaries in what I did. I had to say, you know what? I have to step away and take care of me and how beneficial it was and refreshing how I showed up to lead and support my clients and even support those that I lead within my organization. And I think we have to really remember that during this time where anxiety is high, people are stressed out and are having to manage so many different things. So let's talk about leading with resiliency. Resiliency is a really important topic and that's what we're gonna talk about, how to be resilient and ways to implement that now in how you lead. Let's get it. So get your notepads and let's get into this message. So this week has been pretty stressful. I'm in the process of transitioning and moving. So that means me selling my home and preparing it for it to be sold. So there was a lot of contractors that had to come by to fix up them some things. I also, in the midst of that, still had business and clients and things to brainstorm in regards to my business and execute on as well as working full time and being a parent. And it was a lot, y'all. It was a lot to coordinate. It was a lot to do. So it was about Wednesday, Thursday. It was about Wednesday, Thursday, around that one of those days that I recognized, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting a bit tired. So I decided, you know what? I have to set some boundaries. I know that I like to go, go, go. I know I like to juggle a multitude of things, but I was exhausted. And what I've been trying to do in this season, I've been really, really trying to be very focused on my self-care, on self-leadership, putting myself first. And really starting to find practices where I really become more self-aware, self-assess, that I really take time to, again, tap into all the le- levels of resiliency. We're going to talk about the different components of resiliency in a bit. 
I really want to, I've been making sure to do that. So I have this practice in the morning. I wake up early. I do my check-in. I do my spiritual food. Then I transition into, okay, I got to get up and I do my mental food practice. And then after I do my mental food practice, I mean, when I call about, when I say food, it's things that are within the realms of mental health things within the realm of spiritual health. And when I say food, I feel like I'm nourishing those components of resiliency when I do that. So when I say food, that's what I mean. But anywho, I have these practices. And then after I do my mental food, do my accountability call with some great people, I transition into then after that, I do my physical food process. That's me working out, getting that out the way. And then for the rest of the day, it's just maintaining. So Again, this week was off because I, I I noticed in reflecting that I didn't get those components. It wasn't flowing like it normally does during the week because I was juggling so much. So I missed workouts. I didn't really get as tapped into as much mental food like I wanted to. Like my whole routine was thrown off and I'm a routine type of person. I like to stick with the routine because again, it makes my day go smooth. I know what points I can get a nap in. Yes, y'all, I take a nap. Like... <laughs> I take naps. Like I think naps are important. So normally for my my lunchtime, for my full time, instead of going to lunch, sometimes I nap and then, you know, I'll grab some food, get back on the laptop and do some more work. But I had a routine and I was completely thrown off. So because it was thrown off, when I got to Thursday, I was tapped out, tapped out. But I did something different that I don't normally do. And I want to give kudos to myself for doing that because I don't normally do this. I reached out to some volunteer commitments I had, business commitments I had, and I said, guys, I'm sorry, but I can't. I have to rest. I have to take a break. I have to disconnect. And the blessing is because I'm around a great group of people who have an understanding that it was like, oh, cool. Let me do what you got to do. We understand you got a lot going on right now. You're juggling a lot. It is cool. Take your time to yourself. So that's one thing I probably want to highlight. You want to definitely make sure that you're in the right circles and you're connected with the right people who have an understanding when it is time for you to tap out. They respect it. So I was blessed for that. And even if they weren't happy with it, I would have still taken the time off to relax either way because, again, I don't ever want to put myself in a space where I feel like I have to do something and people are upset. Like, that's not what this is about. But kind of is. It's not what it's about. But again, um, that's something that I struggle with sometimes because I have what I call volunteer guilt sometimes. So if I volunteer for things or if I say I'm going to do something, I want to honor it. And if I can, I start feeling this level of guilt. But I really should not because I know that throughout the consistency that I've shown that I am not the person that does not honor my commitments. So anyway, I was... I. I requested or stated that, hey, I need this time off. Here's a plan B. I have somebody that can check in or a fill-in for me. And I was able to get extra rest. I was able to get extra time to kind of just relax and not have to worry about the additional stress that the next day was going to bring. And it was so helpful. I mean, I was able to get my workout in the next day. Like, it was just such a good thing for me to do that. And it makes me wonder how many people out there aren't doing that, aren't setting those boundaries. We sometimes think about boundaries. A lot of people think about it relationally, but they don't think about it in the aspect of setting boundaries just so they can tap in and check in with themselves, just so they can take a nap, just so they can say, listen, I need to just have time for me to like just have the TV off and just complete silence, which I'm blessed to do right now as I'm, as I'm recording this podcast, like it's complete silence in here. The only thing I can hear is my voice because I just, with the chaos of the day, it's just good to hear silence. So I really want this episode to be about 
the the power of resiliency. When I talk about resiliency, it's really a process that many of us need to take as leaders so we can really start practicing self-leadership. And then by us being more resilient and having these components within our daily practices or our weekly practices, now we can help our team members and those that we support become more resilient. So I want to show share some statistics with you. Um, this is from the Harvard Business Review, and they had did a survey on business leaders as well as employees to identify about burnout and fatigue. Because the reality is a lot of people are dealing with burnout and fatigue even during COVID. And the interesting part is, is that they discovered that burnout and fatigue are equally concerning for employees working remotely and those in physical workplaces. So it's about even. So there's the same feeling of anxiety, stress, burnout. It's the same thing people are feeling remotely. And I can definitely relate to that because working remotely is cool, but when you have to also be a parent that's being a teacher at home, like it was one thing where you were able to get up and go and you can kind of separate yourself for those eight hours. But now your home has become the place that you work. So it's not the place like you go for solitude and peace. Your home, of course, a lot of parents out there are supporting their children and helping them with school at home. So home is no longer home anymore. It's not the place that represents peace, relaxation. It's now represented the place people work. So now you're balancing the kids and taking care of them and all these other commitments. Some people are stressed out because they have a boss that's never done this before. And what's happening is that they're being so like, they're checking in with them all the time because they're like, are they working enough? Like all these other things could be happening, even if you're not somebody that has children, but it's equally as stressful. And I wanted to highlight that because yes, working from home is great. I love it. However, it was, it has been a struggle. It has been stressful. It has been, me and my team members have talked about it like, man, it's a lot to juggle. It has been. So I wanted to highlight that. And then also said overall, three in five, about 59% of employees and business leaders that took the survey say their organization has taken at least some measures to guard against burnout, though nearly a third, 29% of employees wish organizations would act with more empathy and understanding. And that's tapping into the human side of it, right? And now, of course, I'm talking about the workplace, but there are a lot of people out there that want to make sure that like, do leaders care? Like when you think about empathy, do they truly care? Do they really understand what people are do? Like what are they dealing with? People want to, people want you to connect with the human side of them. It's not just, I'm a body here to work. I really have feelings. I really am stressed out. And I understand the whole aspect of leave work from leave work and home separate. But think about it. People working remotely, home is where you work. It's a whole different ball game now. So this whole mindset that people can separate the two, which, you know, they say, I understand the power of separating the two. But if you really think about it, if people are dealing with uh, issues with their spouse, if people are dealing with relational issues, financial issues, they're stressed out because of a multitude of things, it might trickle into the workplace. Especially if you're adding that aspect, if they're at a workplace that is stressful, where they might not have leaders that care about, you know, the the human side of what they're doing. There's a lack of empathy that can add to their stress. I mean, even as a military member, you see the suicide rates that are high and a lot the highest or the biggest reasons why these suicides are happening is because of relational issues. So and it affects the workplace. It does. So I get the whole aspect of separating the two and I understand certain concepts of it. But on the flip side, there are things that people are dealing with that might 
add on or they might trickle into the workplace or it'll add the additional stress and the anxiety that they walk in and they show up with. And as leaders, we need to check that for ourselves and also for our team members. And people are looking for you to care and understand. And shout out to the leaders that I'm I'm next to partnering with and also the ones that I work with in regards to volunteerism because they understood they had enough empathy to be like, girl, don't worry about it. Take your day off. But just imagine if I hit them up and they were like, man, what do you mean you can't do it? Like, we need you. It just turned into a whole like guilt me into saying yes, that I won't cancel. So I, both sides of it are so important. But I really want us to think about embedding this process of resiliency within what we do, who we are, and making that something that is a normal practice so we can start really putting ourselves first. We have all these commitments that we make to others, but what about the commitment we need to make to ourselves and saying, listen, Aisha, you know what? I commit that I'm going to spend at least an hour a day checking in I'm going to spend 30 minutes a day taking a nap. Yes, naps are good, y'all. I just, I'm just saying, take, take a nap here and there. I'm going to spend an additional hour working out, whatever it looks like. I need you to start honoring and having a level of commitment to yourself that's in your calendar. It's non-negotiable because right now with everything going on, like we have to make sure we are tapping in and checking in with ourselves. I mean, we're going to see election results in a few days. There's just so many things to be, people are stressed out about this right now. And we really want to start thinking about ways that we can really stay in the present, the now, and recognize that we have literally the power to control each day, each minute, by just really taking hold of our thoughts, you know, maybe checking out to check in. Again, checking out, checking out of everything else you're doing so you can check in. And start really doing these practices where we can start really being individuals that decide that, you know what, I need to make more time for myself. Because, I mean, again, this was just a really rude awakening for me this week to be like, you know what, you you have to cut it out. And I'm just, I just want to give kudos to myself. And that's just real talk for the aspect that I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to reach out and say I can't. And even when I typed up the message, y'all, I typed up the message and I was like, do I want to send it? But I had to. I just had to because I have been really practicing being about checking in more and committing to myself more. So what are you doing? Have you committed to yourself? Why haven't you? What are the thoughts and the ideas and the things that come to your mind that keeps you from saying, I need to check in with me? Is it that, oh, you think people aren't going to like you? Is it for, you know, that that additional, I don't know, maybe it's just something or conversation or unconscious language that's happening that you have to just undo and recognize that if you don't start taking care of yourself, you're going to break down. It's just like a car. You need to get an oil change after a certain amount of miles, but you just keep on pushing it and pushing it. At some point, it's going to shut down. That car that could have lasted you for years is only going to last you for a couple years versus the 10, 20, 15 years that it could last you. It's the same things when when it comes to our bodies. And we've seen it. We've seen, how, we've seen people have breakdowns. We've seen people who shut down because they have not taken time to check in and commit to themselves. And now they've had these breakdowns and you're wondering how and why did this happen? But what you don't realize is that team member has had so much work that you placed on them, or it might've been just stuff that they just, they just don't have a level of boundaries and they're just been accepting stuff and they haven't created that language of saying no. 
or not right now. So we really want to start walking in this process of committing to ourselves and becoming more resilient so we can show up a lot better. So let's talk about what resiliency looks like, right? I talked about the different components. So there's, a, of course, there's a mental component of resiliency. That's where you're doing the process of what you need to fuel your mental capacity or your, your mental health in a way that's healthy. So for some people, that might look like therapy. Like, again, therapy for me, I used to go so, I was a lot more, con, I won't say consistent. I was going to therapy a lot more frequently before because of the season I was in. But now it's become now just a monthly check-in because I've been able to get to that, get through that one rough patch that I had to really unpack a lot of stuff from the past. And now it's just something that I utilize. And I've said this multiple times. I feel like mental health support is something that we should be tapping into, checking in with, just like we do for our regular health checkup. But even for most people, that's annual. But monthly works for me where I can check in. What did you deal with today? And not only that, a lot of times when you're in the service type of role, when you're serving others and you're taking in all their stuff on a regular basis, sometimes you have to unpack that. Sometimes you get triggered. Sometimes something triggers an old feeling or old thought and you just have to check in and process that. So I think that even if you are a leader and you're having to like take in so much, take in so much stress, you need to have access to something that allows you to release that. And again, therapy, it might not work for you, but it's worked for me. But that's something you want to do for your mental food. Some people tap into personal development and they tap into, you know, positive affirmations, whatever that looks like. And it might be a combination because I utilize all of those. In the morning, I have my process where I have this mental check that I do. I listen to certain podcasts. I listen to certain motivational speakers. I'm, personal development is a part of what I do on a regular basis. So I'm getting daily personal development so that I'm constantly being fed that. And then, of course, I have my therapy. So I have a combination. So that's the mental aspect. The next thing is a spiritual aspect. And again, if spirituality isn't your thing, all right, cool. But that's another aspect of resiliency that's powerful that a lot of people utilize. So for me, spirituality is just a, the basis of who I am. So when it comes to that, that's what I do, a practice that I do every morning. I listen to a sermon every day. And typically, the great thing is... It seems like God, and again, for me, the spirituality might not be your thing, but I've been blessed because it seems like God has been, whatever I'm feeling that week, whatever I'm dealing with that week, somehow I'm getting that messaging. Like this week, again, it's been a lot about, about, about boundaries, about this conversation. I had a conversation with somebody earlier about this same thing. And they were like, listen, right now my mind is clouded. I'm doing a hundred things, but right now I am checked out. I, I don't know what's going on. And they needed this same type of guidance to pivot, to identify what they needed to let go, to identify what they needed to you know, pivot and do. They had to really identify and start to challenge themselves a different way, but it was a process of self-commitment, writing themselves in their calendar and making themselves a priority. And that has been like the theme of the week, like prioritizing boundaries and recognizing how powerful self-assessment is. So that's that aspect of spiritual resiliency. Again, for me, it's getting up in the morning. I tap into that spiritual side of me where I can, you know, get connected to, you know, the word and messaging 
So that's the other comp- component of spiritual resiliency that you can be utilizing on a regular basis. So again, you can work through, okay, that, that process of working internally so you can show up powerful externally. And then the next one is social. Social is another powerful one about the power of social connections. And social connections are so important because there's something about being in a circle and your circle doesn't have to be huge. It could be a small circle, but being able to be in a great um, companionship, not again, not nothing romantic, but being in circles where people can hold you accountable in love, people you can talk to when you have issues, people that have that same positive mindset as you. I'm blessed to have that every day, Monday through Friday. And then of course my business partners are dope. So I get to connect with them, but that's another aspect of resiliency that's powerful. Who do you have in your circle that you guys can connect and talk and really start walking on this journey about checking in? Maybe it's something that you all can do together and say, okay, once a week, we're going to meet on Tuesdays at this time. And we're going to do this devotional, or we're going to work through this, or, you know, or this is someone that you can just reach out to and talk to on a weekly basis. And you guys can connect and talk about life and, you know, and maybe what you, the things you learned that week. But that social aspect is powerful too, because we want to have, again, my circle is small. Your circle doesn't have to be huge, but there's a power in being connected with like-minded people who are about positivity, change, and growth. So what kind of other leaders are you around that you can connect with and that, that can pretty much be those great people that you can lean on when necessary on this journey of growth and really starting to become that better leader internally and externally. So we've talked about those different pieces, the mental, the physical, the emotional, not the emotional, excuse me, the mental, the physical. We've talked about the power of that social aspect. And then of course you have that emotional aspect, right? Emotional aspect is so is so important as well, and it kind of ties the mental as well. But the emotional resiliency is the part where you really again that self management piece. So when I do a lot of emotional intelligence training, I talk about um, self awareness. But then on the side of emotions, it's being able to have an understanding of how you feel, why you feel that way, and really processing and dialing back to the story that's happening in your mind. For you to identify, okay, I'm thinking this. Why am I thinking that? And then replacing it with things that are more positive. So emotional and mental pretty much tied together. But that aspect is super, super important. So that so really start thinking about ways that you can make sure that when you check in and you identify your emotions, it's not the typical I'm sad, mad, happy, like those basic um, emotions. There's a whole uh, emotional scale that you can look at, a whole like tree of emotions because someone might be happy, but there are different levels of happiness. Some people are sad, but there's different levels of sadness. So there's so many different aspects. I want you to find that specific word that identifies, okay, what, how do I feel? I'm furious. Uh, you know what? I'm a little upset. You know what? I'm just a little anxious. You know what? I'm I'm cool. I'm chilling. And there's so many different words connected to how you feel. And really getting into to identify those emotional words. And again, when you are tipping into the side where it's more on this aspect of angry and it's sitting there and it's frustrated for a while, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, the identifying the why behind it. What are the thoughts that are happening? And laying hold and identifying those thoughts 
and starting to replace those things with affirmations. And then even recognizing when it is time for you to go get help, therapy, support, when it is time for you to tap into that social circle and saying, y'all, I need help. And then the last one is physical. Physical, again, is extremely important to me. For some reason, when I work out in the morning, it just sets the tone of my day. It, res- it just makes me feel great. And again, they talk about when you work out, it does tap into those um, positive, those endorphins, those positive things. Like it, it gets your body flowing. It gets you with that feel good, that feel good feeling in the brain. So how often are you tapping into that resiliency in the aspect of physical? Is it taking a walk? And again, when you're doing these things, you can do it in combination, You can go take a walk outside, do a run, have some good music playing, something motivational. Your walk could be something where you're reflecting and you're checking in and you're like, okay, let me self-assess. How did I do this week? What do I need to work on? So you can combine a lot of these together so you can start really working on making this a regular practice and something that you're doing on a regular basis. And really implemented these things. And again, a lot of this you can do on a daily basis. Me, I like to do every single one of these every day. And it's just wonderful for me. And of course, if I miss a day of physical resiliency or I miss a day of something else, it doesn't necessarily throw off my entire day. But this should be a regular practice for you. So how can you create something where you're committing to a practice of resiliency on a regular basis? What is it that you can do? And you have to start making time for yourself. We make so much time for the world, but we don't ever make time for ourselves. So we need to start doing better and tapping into time for self. It's been a game changer for me. Those moments of silence, if they're driving you crazy, you want to ask yourself, what kind of relationship do I have with me? What kind of relationship do I have myself with where I can't even date myself? I can't really go out with myself. I can't really even sit an hour with no phone calls, no TV, no social media. I I don't like being with myself, but why? And if it's because the conversations that start happening in your mind or things that you have to face, sometimes you have to face them, but you don't have to face them alone. It might be time for you to tap into, again, this, the additional support so you can start to process and deal with those things. But sometimes we push things back so much that when it is time for us to be alone, that silence is killing us. Us being home by ourselves is killing us. Us, us being in this COVID space is killing us. But it's the best time to self-reflect, best time to grow, best time to develop, and best time to work on those internal so you can show up so much better externally. And guys, I know. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard for some people. This process has been hard for me. It's my birthday month, y'all. My birthday's on November 25th. And if I think about where I was a year ago, I did not, I wasn't doing all this. I was just moving and moving and moving. I've always been a person that's just been results driven results. But I am starting to incorporate myself in those results. I want to take myself to a whole nother level. I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting older. And I want to be able to start enjoying life. I want to start enjoying and really just, just I don't know, just being at a space where I'm just at peace mentally, spiritually, and all those components. And it requires me slowing down sometimes. It requires me waking up a little earlier so I can have time with myself. It takes me turning off the TV 
and just sitting here and saying, you know what, I'm going to say no to work today. And it's okay. Because I've seen the result of doing more self-commit, self-committing practices, what that has been able to help me through or how that has allowed me to show up better the next day versus being stressed out and tired and trying to fake a smile and it's not really coming out. Or maybe you just catch me on a day where it's like, I don't feel like smiling because I've just been grinding so much that I haven't made myself a priority. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. Leaders need constant developing. It might be on the personal side of development or the professional side, but essentially the work that you do on yourself will benefit how you show up as a leader in the home as well as within the workplace. Check out these testimonials from some clients I've worked with in the past and make sure you book your session soon. They want to continue on this journey because it has been very beneficial for me. Um, Like I said, I'm not the same person. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was five weeks ago. How I fit your strategic goal. And they're like, wow, that makes sense. Yeah, that does. I mean, I'll... I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got me here because that's that's good. So, you feel it was accurate. Like, what was your feedback? I think it was definitely accurate. Thank you so All much. Right. This was fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you have period. Like, how do you feel now? I do want to be successful in my business. Um, I need to work on me. I'm like, I'm happy right now. I am. I'm, that's this is good. good. So, what are you waiting for? Schedule your session today. So now what? What do you do to really start utilizing these practices and become that resilient leader? Because now that you have embedded it into your lifestyle, now you can help your team members and be that support system to allow people to have that understanding of the power of this practice. But the first thing you have to do is self-assess. You have to make time and really identify and ask yourself, am I truly utilizing these practices on a regular basis? Based off of what I can ask myself right now, have I been making myself a priority in any way? Yes or no? Really ask yourself that. Some of you guys might know off of the top that, yes, for sure, I have not. Or, yeah, I've actually been doing pretty well of making myself a priority. And then the next step is writing that down, identifying. I want you to go through your Monday, Tuesday, all the way to Sunday And write down what that looks like. Write down that physical component, that physical resiliency practice, mental, spiritual practice, the emotional practice that you're utilizing, the social practices that you're utilizing for each day. And some days you might not be utilizing it. Some days you are. But really so you can map it out and see how often you're really tapping into these things to give you that balance and help you become that resilient leader. The next thing you want to do is that you want to also, once you write, write down how often you're tapping into those, write down how much time you're giving to people, places, and things. And people could be those relationships that you have, those friendships that you have. It could be your profession, your business. 
It could be you going out and hanging out. And again, that might be a level of practice of that social connection for resiliency. And that's fine. But again, it's the why behind you going out. Like, is it really productive? Like, it's great to hang out as well. But are you going out so much? And maybe, you know, it's time to maybe dial back and make it more into a balance of also having that one-on-one chill time. But writing all that down, the people, places, and things. So writing all those things that you're doing professionally, personally, and balancing that out and looking at the difference between that and how much time you are doing to have those self-care practices, those self-leadership practices, those self-development practices that you might need. And then the next thing is after you do that and you have that written down, it's identifying what you need to let go or what you need to create a, a healthier balance with. Okay, maybe I need to cut this off. Maybe I did do, I, I put my hand up to volunteer for too many things. And now you have basically set up all these commitments and now you're not truly effectively committed to anything because you're overly committed to too many things. You've signed up for five things and now you have to balance five things. How are you going to, if you, if you were to take all that energy into two things, just imagine how much more magical that could come out looking like. So it's really looking at and identify what needs to be let go. What do you need to start saying no to and start creating boundaries? And then once you do that, now it's creating a new schedule and really starting to say, okay, on my calendar, maybe you have an assistant. This is what's going to be the normal practice and finding innovative ways to maybe shift and change how you do things. I was listening to this great message. Um, I'm a part of this community and... One of the coaches were talking about how they've implemented new processes and systems in their business so they don't have to touch as many things. They pre-record things now instead of showing up and doing things differently so now they can spend more time in relationship with their partner and really start focusing on that self-leadership a little bit more. So what kind of innovative ways and things can you create? And maybe it's even passing that on to someone else. There might be someone else that needs to take on that opportunity and grow and develop and something else. And this might really help them and saying, you know what, I got five clients. Let me give you this one client because I know that I can't take um, my capacity is three right now. And that again, that is okay. And pass, so you're either passing it on, letting it go, or finding that healthy balance to identify, okay, when is the best time for me to client to take clients? Maybe Mondays don't work. Maybe it's better to do it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And once you have created that, really go through that and stick, try to stick to it as much as possible in the week. And then at the end of the week, self-assess and identify how, it's, how it went what kind of hurdles you went through. And this is going to take some practice, but the more and more you do it, the more it's going to be a practice that you are tapping into on a regular basis. So really, really test it out. I want you guys to email me info at AishaThomas.org. Shoot me a DM, Miss excuse me, at Miss Aisha Speaks, and let me know how that went. But really go through all those processes of self-assessing, writing it down, weighing and really seeing how much time you're putting into yourself compared to other things like people, places, and things, creating a new schedule, identifying if you need to let it go, pass it on, or find a balance, become more innovative in how you do things, and then testing it out. 
And I really want to hear how that went because by making those changes in my calendar, by changing some things in my systems, by creating boundaries and not saying yes to everybody, guys, it has been transformational for me becoming healthier. My skin looks better. Like serious, I was so stressed before. You know, I had what they call that adult acne because I was so stressed because I was doing so many different things. But now by incorporating more me time, more self-reflection time, more self-leadership and development time, it has been a game changer. And I want that to be the same thing for you. All right. So again, tap in. No, excuse me. Tap out of things so you can tap in with yourself. Start saying no to things so you can start saying yes to yourself. And that's the way that you become a more resilient leader. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M S A I S H A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe, turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.